you believe in miracles? Got Fizzle in the house. Fizzle, what's good, man? Fizzle, glad to have you here. Let's go. This the South Harmon Podcast. Glad you here today. Hit that Patreon link if you here to stay. Dynasty best ball, that's my favorite way. 40 chess trade show. Let's make a trade today or check a AMA. You know Adam at the ATM. Mike always in the building. He gonna stay with him. They gonna start every show off with their own trade. Fantasy's a big ocean, they made their own wave. Make sure you tapping in Tuesdays and Saturdays. Tuesday night, Saturday morning, ain't no better way. Hit that notification bell when the news break. Go subscribe right now, don't get the news late. Destination Devi, that's the team. Dynasty football, man, that's my favorite thing. I remember Biggie said it was all a dream. Now people watching on their phones and computer screens. Welcome to the team. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into another edition of the Dynasty Trade Show. Thank you so much for joining me. You're watching this. I probably have a margarita in my hand on a cruise ship, maybe on a beach, maybe in a cigar shop. We're taking a room tour. Either way, <laughs> I had to get this in before I went on vacation. Adam, how you doing, buddy? You ready to do some trades, man? You gonna miss me for a week? Oh man, yeah. Well, it's this is tough. You know, I'm I'm excited. I'm drinking with you, but. Next time, you, when you're watching this, Mike's going to be on a boat. You know, he's going to be balling out. And um, I'm going to be here, you know, in Ohio. Um, I got the window open. It, it's, you know, just warm enough to where I got the window open down here because it's hot. But uh, nowhere near a beach. So I'm, I'm jealous of you, man. But we are recording this uh, a little early, a little over a week ahead of time, just so that, you know, you can get Mike's... Look at that beard. I mean, it's almost back by the time he goes on the, uh, the, the, the boat tour, man. Look at this guy. It might grow even more. I don't know. Does does margaritas help beard growth? We're gonna find out. It doesn't. Uh, I know. I, I know it doesn't hurt. I know it doesn't hurt. But um, yeah, I'm excited to do another trade show with you, big guy. Um, we since we're doing this in less than a week's time since the last recording, uh, we got nine trades here. We're gonna get through. Uh, we're gonna start off with one of Mike's. Um, if you want your deals featured on this show, Patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. A uh, dollar a month will get you in the door to post your trades in the shithead trades channel so many other things that you can get from us rankings team reviews all kind of stuff merchandise which we just unreleased um we just released that in our uh in our patreon so um if you wanted more of that check it out over there if not just do us a favor drop a like leave a comment let us know what you think of the trade show if it was useful for you but without further ado mike you know what we do we start off with one of our own Oh, man. You're going to start off with this one. I guess it's a good thing I'm going on vacation because I'm going to get hate mail for this one. <laughs> I sent away Jamison Williams, Mr. Jamison Williams, to a lot of people mm-hmm. in a 24 fourth. And I got back the 23 110 and a 24 third. 12 team super flex, best ball, start 12. Adam, I think there's going to be some hateful comments. There's going to be some hateful comments, man. The people love JMO. Talk to him. Where are you at on this one? Because I made the deal. I know where I'm at. But where I'm, are you well, at? I will tell you where I'm at. I'm just what I'm confused is this was one little piece that Mike and I were a little split on. Uh, Mike was more pro JMO than I was, but I mean, I'll tell you the truth: um, the market on him has not soured yet, which is interesting yeah. to me 
right? Because, you know, they bas- basically the market says we were giving him a pass the full rookie season. But he did play some of the rookie year outside of one deep touchdown. I mean, he wasn't actually doing much out there. So still a ton of projection. But for him going into his second year, Mike, what's interesting to me is right now you got the rookies coming in. The one thing that is kind of changing my tune a little on JMO is this. This rookie wide receiver class is not deep and is not that good. So I don't know how many of them are actually going to push Jamison Williams down the board. But I do think there's still enough receivers in this class that JMO won't be the shiny, exciting new toy that he once was as a sophomore. So in his second year, I think he has to come out and play well. Otherwise, you might see people kind of sour on him a little quicker because he's not a rookie this year. He's actually a second-year right. player. So that, that that's the big thing for me. I personally would rather have the 110 than Jamison Williams, but I'll be honest, I think there's going to be a lot of people that would rather, the inverse of that, rather have JMO. Um, the third to the fourth, I think actually here, it is a year out, but I would much rather a third than a fourth. Um, so I do like that edge for you. But this this really comes down to JMO and the 110 if we're keeping it real. Right. I thought I'm pretty comfortable just re-rolling. I am. Um, I mean, what's the upside of one of these rookie receivers coming in, whether you say it's JSN uh, he's probably not going to be there, right? In nah, every he draft won't be there. That, that ain't going to happen. But if it's, maybe uh, Addison, maybe Quentin, Quentin Johnson, Johnson or Addison at best, um, right. he might be looking at you know taking Zay Flowers even. Right, could be a Zay Flowers pick. Um, I guess we really don't know what's going to happen with Josh Downs as far as draft capital, but that could be like a, I'm going to say like a you know kind of like a Brandon Ayuk situation where we mm-hmm. kind of liked him pre-draft and then it was like holy shit, man, guy actually went in the first round. To, to a pretty decent spot and you really had to reevaluate. So right. I guess we won't really know, but at this point, man, I, what's the difference? I mean, what's the difference between JMO and just re-rolling into something else? Well, okay. Uh, co- good, good question. Here's the reality of it. Name cachet. Jamison Williams was a late bloomer, but really had a big name, um, you know, his last year at Alabama. And unfortunately, when he tears his ACL, like people were, you know, it was late in the year, didn't go well for him, but his name cachet is high. And I think the big difference will be whatever you get at 110, the name cachet may not carry them. But here, here's the inverse of that, why it's important, I think, to re-roll or why you would argue the re-roll is this. Jameson Williams is already a year further along. And sometimes that extra year is everything when it comes to an asset that could be cratering. Now, Jameson Williams is not official. Like he's kind of just treaded water. But if he starts slow, he will, I think, end up coming down the boards a lot quicker because he's a second-year guy. The longer you've been in the league and not performing, the quicker people are going to get out of your, you know, the market's going to sour on you quicker for the for year two, year three, as opposed to just a, a rookie. So that, that's the big difference in re-rolling, I think. In reality, I mean, it doesn't really matter if it's JMO or one of these rookies. They're really both rookies because we haven't, you alluded to it, we haven't seen JMO really do shit in the NFL, right? It's still kind of the black box. We don't know really what we're going to get. I'd say the only difference is, Adam, like if JMO was in this class right now, you know, with one year of production, the other two guys, Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, and even if you want to throw Josh Downs or Zay Flowers into that conversation, all have multiple years of college production, right? Their, their analytical too. profile is probably going to look better. It probably yep. look it would make you feel a little bit safer. Uh, JMO has the holy hell, he was really game changer for one year for Alabama, but it's also at Alabama. Like right. it's a lot of the helmet, a lot of the helmet scouting. So 
I don't know, man. Like I'm pretty comfortable pivoting off of JMO in just about every league that I have him for the 110, the 111. Uh, and any way I can like backdoor deal where I, you know, upgrade a fourth to a third, you know, something a little bit more meaningful that I can use in season, I'm I'm all for it. And I think the big one for me is there's going to be a lot of pushback, a lot of JMO hate on it, and I understand that. But the difference is just about everybody's going to be interested in the 110 when it comes draft time. Not everybody in my league is going to be interested in Jamison Williams, right? There's going to be the detractors. Yep. There's going to be guys like me out there going, nah, I'm good, nah, man. Nope. But you come to me with a 110, now I'm interested. Like I, I want to, well, what could I do with that pick? What could I leverage it into? Something else. So yeah, that's where I'm at on the JMO, the 110. It's, it, it really isn't anything to do with JMO. This isn't a player analysis. This is just I'm riding out the process, man. I'm just – Throwing the process, and we're going to keep going. Because in reality, I love Jamison Williams, man. We were big fans. The ACL injury really hindered it. But here we are, man. Haven't seen anything for a year. Don't really know what I'm getting. It's basically the same as the 110. Don't really know what I'm getting. <laughs> I just re-roll it, and I get a third instead of a fourth. It'll be interesting, too, to see what happens with the draft and if you make the pick or whatever. Another another uh, last point I will say is I'm not sure. What, what league is this, Mike? Do you know? Cause I have no idea. <laughs> I, I was gonna say because I, I, I think this is another a league where you have multiple picks. And the one last point I want to make to everybody is adding a one ten. Let, let let's say you think that one ten and JMO are equal value, or or even you want to lean JMO. Right? If you add one ten and that becomes your third pick, your fourth pick, your fifth pick, that leverage needs to add weight to why you're getting the one ten. Because all of a sudden anything's possible when you have three, four, five first round picks. Right? You, some manager may say, man, look at all these first. You might be able to get yourself into a quarterback conversation because you have 110 all of a sudden, whereas maybe Jameson Williams isn't as appealing as a first-round draft pick mm-hmm. is. So there, there's another um, another piece I wanted to stress there. Oh, there it is. Yep, you are 100% correct. <clears throat> it is a league where I do have a ton of picks. So I have yeah, the – that's what I thought. I got the 103, the 106, the 19, the 110, and the 111. So if I, right, so I, I, I couldn't even trade for the 109 or the 110 because I already had there, it. There you go. And, 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 <laughs> and 110 I, I, was my option. I wanted to stress that point because I, I had a feeling that you it was baked into your process and making the trade. So I wanted to make sure I stress that to everybody else. How, how many picks does that make it for you in the first round? It says five mm, or six. Got five. Five. Yeah. I mean, you talk about having Not five first have rounders. I mean, well, I, then you're out there <laughs> rocking the 201, the 202, right? <laughs> like, I also have those picks as well. So. That's the thing. I mean, we saw we, – we have seen, you know, some crazy trades out here where when you can throw five first-round picks in the same class to somebody, you can pretty much get to the table with almost any player. So um, right. adding that right. to to the bag of McNutted uh, picks, which I hate to see because I'm in the league, um, you know, right. not ideal. So, all right. Maybe I make a run at Mahomes. Who knows? I, I don't – T-Rocks here. I'd, I'd actually rather talk <laughs> about T-Rocks trade. All right. So – let, let's go ahead here. Um, T-Rock, this, this is an interesting one, Mike. So it's 12-team. Here's the thing. When I look at this trade at first, right, before you see the settings down below, I'm thinking, man, Superflex, this is kind of fleece-worthy. But then I start thinking, oh, man, okay, 12-team, one quarterback, and we're starting eight players, so it's shallow, half PPR, no tight end premium. <clears throat> okay, so that that's the settings, everyone listening right. not being able to see. T-Rock is picking up David and Joku. And 224 first. He's sending away Kyle Pitts, the 301 in this class, and a 24 third. Mm. Mike, with one quarterback, where 
and, and no tight end premium. We're only starting eight players, so it's shallow starters. Like, how much does that swing it for you as far as, you know, this being super flex or one quarterback? Massively. I agree Massively. fully. It, this, this is honestly setting. Massively. This is why settings and context matter. If this is super flex and this is one quarterback start eight, they are monumentally different trades, honestly. Monumentally. I'm, I'm all aboard the T-Rock side if this is super flex, Adam. And one QB? Nah. Well, th- I, I think we can talk through some of the points, but when one quarterback, I already am thinking, okay, the picks are a little devalued because here's the thing in one quarterback, right? Because there's not the quarterbacks don't push everything down the board and the super flex, you know, factor isn't there for the high end quarterbacks. Like I end up leaning players more often than picks in that scenario. Then we're only starting eight players. I'm already saying, man, I, I you know what? I would just maybe go ahead and lock up pits for this. The, right. the here's the only thing, Mike, that I think. I know T-Rock said he has seven twenty-three first, and he has multiple 24s now. <clears throat> so I don't know if this is a play to get more assets, kind of foregoing pits and saying, man, if I have more of these picks, and if some of them project early, you know, you're looking at Marvin Harrison Jr., you're looking at Travion Henderson, you're looking at some of the, you know, prize pieces there. But even in 24, when you think about it, What's the prize piece everyone wants to get 101 for? Caleb Williams, right? So it's Drake May. Drake May. <laughs> I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, check, out, check out J, JB's yes. pod. He even says he'll take Marvin Harrison Jr. at 103. So, right. like, one quarterback makes it a lot different. Honestly, Mike, I, I think just looking at the trade as it is, I kind of lean the Kyle Pitts side, to tell you the truth. I'd, I'd be on the Kyle Pitts side, too. I think I know the the no tight end premium comes into a factor, but we've discussed on other shows before about how tight end premium really does reward good tight ends, but in non tight end premium, people think the tight ends don't really matter. It actually emphasizes the fact that you need a really good one. Uh, right. Everybody else just becomes kind of meh. Well, what what it really does, right? The easiest way to say it. Think about it this way, everybody. If you're in a non tight end premium league. The, the positional scarcity still is very relevant, right? So the elite tight ends still are going to outscore everybody else at tight end. The difference is, you know, you're not going to be able to flex a David Njoku type and non-tight end no. premium, right? That That's the thing about it is the tight end position relative to the rest of the field, the points come down, but the edge at tight end still very much exists. So, um, like, Adam, if this was a, a one of those leagues where you don't have to start a tight end, you know, it was just a flex spot, you didn't have to start a tight end. I'm like, cool, man. Like, let me get rid of these tight ends outside of Travis Kelsey. That'd be the only one I'd be wanting to roster. Everything else would be no tight end premium. I don't have to start one. There's no positional scarcity, right? Because I'm not matched up a tight end for a tight end every single week when I play. But if I have that, and that's one of the start eight, Adam, that's one of the guys that I have to, I want that advantage. I want that advantage because it's so small. Dude, that's such a big point. Now, think think about it this way, right? If you're one quarterback league, you may say, all right, you know what? Because it's only half PPR and no tight end premium, like I'm not going to get that much of a bonus by having a really good tight end. I think that's what some people are going to say. I get you. Here's the problem, though. We're starting eight players. That means the tight end spot is one of seven skill players. You don't have, like, if this is one quarterback start 10, go ahead, man. Roll out David Njoku, you know, Dallas Goddard. But in a start eight league the way you're going to win is by yeah. basically edging out all the positions. You don't want to have a, a void really anywhere. So not that David Njoku's a void, 
but he's certainly not a bolstering you know tight end in non-tight end premium he's just kind of right. in the middle of the pack if we're keeping it real super flex man i i would take the david and joku side I'll take i would the take the david and joku side by a mile in super yeah. flex right <laughs> no question about it one qb start eight give me give me the uh the cow pit side <clears throat> absolutely uh sorry t-rock um eh, i'm not sorry i'm not gonna lie to you out here all right sorry, so <clears throat> 12 team super flex lineup start 10 uh mighty booch is getting cd lamb uh, John Mechie, the 102, uh, and a 24 third, sending away both Javante and Jamo. Um, Jamo's got a chance here, uh, thumbnail wise. The 24 right. first and 110. Uh, this is this is a pretty big deal here, Mike. Talk, talk to me where your thoughts are at right now. Man, to go up to CD Lamb, you know, I I'm the the tear down king, but I also do strategic up tiers. Adam, I'm I'm pretty confident to say I would send JMO in the 110 to go to CD Lamb pretty pretty confidently in just about any league that I'm in. Even you, best ball. Wait, say that again. JMO what? I would send JMO in the 110 to go to CD Lamb in just about oh, any league. Oh, goodness, that I'm in. yes. Goodness, best yes. Best ball leagues. Pretty goodness, easily. Yes. Um, Mechie's kind of a decent dart. Uh, whoever's the big Mechie fan who was arguing with me a long time ago on some that trade fun, shows, man. they're going to be was happy. Fun. He's yeah. a decent enough dart. Yep. Uh, so really, Javante and a twenty-four first to get to the one hundred and two in a super flex league. I'm cool with that. I'm actually cool with that. I don't like giving up my own pick for the leverage, but it isn't like you're getting uh, the one hundred and seven. You know, you're not taking a shot on Will Levis, or you're not uh, you're not in that that wide receiver range. You know, the uh, Addison, <laughs> Quentin Johnston taking right. the RB three. Uh, taking, I mean, even as good as Jameer Gibbs is, right? Like, if this was for Jameer Gibbs, you'd be like, nah, I'm good, man. Like, I'm good. It's a running back. It's gross. You're getting a quarterback in Superflex, and you're getting your probably your first choice at quarterback in most leagues. Yeah, I mean, or or, or you're I talking like about Bijan Robinson, if not. So. Right, right. Or you're talking Bijan. I mean, not, yeah. really, that's one of the best parts. That, that's one of the things I think that when we when we shit on 102 it's because a lot of times we're talking about it's going to elite territory quarterback range right that's when we kind of, but the difference here is right. 102 is actually one of the reasons I want 102 is because I get to basically sit back and say okay do you want Bijan or are you going to let me have my pick a quarterback and I'll pretty much probably take the opposite whatever they don't take it just lay up um, or I'll trade the pick mike i think the one thing i want to mention here <clears throat> and this is something i think that mike He's going to love because uh, I've seen him do it. I know I've done it. And Mike just did it in a league. It almost broke the league. Do you see what's being what's happening here? <laughs> I love how down below you'll see the scratched out name of the 24 first. Like now you can't see the name. But because there's no name on the send side, that's a pick coming back to that manager. That's his own pick back. What's happening here? That is a guy trying to – guy or gal saying, I need my 24 pick back. And I think I might be able to make a Caleb Williams if I get it back. So you got to pay the tax up front. 102 and CD Lamb is the tax. Honestly, I don't even know at that point if it's worth it to get Caleb Williams because 102, CJ Stroud or B. John and CD Lamb, like there's some good pieces over there on that other side, man. But 102 and CD Lamb in a lineup start 10, like those are those are the pieces you want, dude. Those are the I pieces think, you want. I think people also kind of get over their skis every single year. Like, I know Scott just talked about this on his uh, Destination Dynasty pod, but 
Adam, if I told you right now, would you rather have the 102 in 2023 or the 101 in 2024? Mm. That's close, man. That's close. Time will tell me that I'd probably want to take the 102. If you tell me you can pivot out for 101 and 24, I get it. But I think it's I think there's I think there's more risks than people want to admit there. And I like Caleb Williams a lot. I think most people end up telling you 101. I think if I have the right build though, I would I would if I have a good build, I'll take 102 right now. I think I'm not trying to say even that you know if Caleb Williams or Drake May were in this quarterback class, they wouldn't be one and two. But there's 365 days until then. There's a lot of time, man. There was a time where I thought, you know, DJU was going to be a, a real thing, right? The 101, lock him in. 2022, I think, was his first eligible. Maybe 2023 was his first eligible year to be out. That's going to be the guy, and uh, look what happened. We thought Spencer Rattler was going to be the 101. Now, I'm not saying Caleb Williams or Drake May are those guys, and by all accounts, they're not, but it's it's a lot of time for things to change, man. Well, I'll just take the 102 right now and move on with my life and not have to worry about it. If I was in a rebuild, I think I would take the 24 first, uh, 101. If I'm like, okay. if I'm strictly rebuilding, um, because I think it's insulated from issues that could happen. I mean, 102 can get hurt, right? There's things that can happen in right. that 365. Right. 101's right. not going to lose value. I think that's the one reason I would take it in a rebuild. But here's the thing you got to remember. First of all, it seems like I said this before. It seems like everyone wants to make CJ Stroud this basic, you know, quarterback. Like, there's no like room for a second. He's he's, he's a mid. you know he's That's a pumpkin spice said. latte, man. You know, he just he's basic. Why? He showed he could run versus the best defense out there. Marvin Harrison Jr. wasn't out there for how long, and he kept. I mean, they're a kick away. Like I I don't know what else you wanted to see out of CJ Stroud in the big moment. Right. So right. he played really there, well. There, there's a scenario where he actually elevates and gets higher, and then also, I mean, Anthony Richardson looked very good with his pro day was today. Um, most athletic quarterback out there. Who's to say that even when Caleb Williams comes in, in a year from now, we're talking end of the 24 season, that people aren't having a conversation of C.J. Stroud versus Caleb Williams is even, or same thing Anthony yes. Richardson and Caleb Williams is even. You you pay you paid the tax on the time to go a year behind for those assets to be even possibly. Right. There's also a good scenario. I mean, we we do have some question marks at the back end of the top 12 in quarterbacks, right? We have a lot of question marks there. There's plenty of time for one of these dudes to jump in there pretty securely. You know what I mean? Like Fields made the jump with low passing volume, and people still hate him. Still hate him. Deshaun Watson has question marks. Kyler Murray has question marks. Dak has interception question marks. And Tua is uh, Tua. Everyone hates Tua. So one of these dudes could really jump up, and you could be looking at QB7, QB8 as early as next year. That that being said, though, um, all that discussion, which was a good, good discussion, if you tell me that we can if, – if now you have control of your 24 first and you can make it Caleb Williams or Drake May, is it fair to, like, X those pieces out or say that they're even? Yeah, I suppose so. Okay, and if we look at it that way then, right – because here's the thing. I think he paid too much tax because if you're telling me lineup start 10, Mike, let me ask you this right now. 24 third, CD Lamb, John Mechie. I think that's consolidating to CD, but I'm, I might be willing to send 110, Javante, and JMO. It's a lot. It's it a is. Lot. I don't know if I would send that much, right? If you, if you I guess it depends what you, it depends what yeah. you value Javante as, right? I think right. that's the big thing. Cause it's, if JMO and uh, 110 are late first values, which I think we would all agree on, 
then it really comes down to is Javante a second or a first. If you're saying he's a first, like three firsts for CD, I'm not doing that. Two firsts and a second, two late firsts and a second, I think I might do that. Maybe, yeah. And start 10 lineup too. That's what I mean because right. it's lineup start 10. I'd rather consolidate there. Right. Don't you No way in hell you do it in best ball, but no, lineup gosh, start no. 10. Right. I can see it. I can see it. It's <clears> too yeah. much for me. It just feels like too much. I'm, anytime I got to give up a three for one, essentially it's, yeah. So then which side do you want then? Overall, yeah. Overall? Oh, that's the CD Lamb and the 102 side. Okay. That's a smash. Just wanted to make no sure. Question that's, about it. that's the way I, I see it too. So I just wanted to make sure going through all that, we, we agree here. All right. So here's an interesting one. Uh, country. I don't know why country, country, if you're watching this, put your name and the other people's names on there. He, he like just sends them without any of the details. But I know this is country because he's, you know, been in Koopa's inbox, mine, working pretty hard on this one. Koopa was a big influence to him as far as warp goes mike so this is a 12 team super flex start 10 lineup same thing as we saw last uh, trade you're going to see a lot of pieces moving here but he is going basically to get in the net of the two trades here patrick mahomes is being acquired in the first one for Derek carr deandre swift jamar chase uh, rashad white in the 207 <clears throat> first and foremost right then and there lineup start 10 patrick mahomes are you good with this it's a heavy price to pay, man. Heavy price to pay. It is. I, let's just say the process is probably right, Adam. And it's... I just have a hard time telling people yes when you pay this much. You know what I mean? Like, I was asked about this and I was like, hell no. <laughs> nah, nah, I can't. Really? I can't do it. Interesting. I, I was saying yes. And I guess the reason for me, Mike, is I, I feel like the assets that are being lost outside of Jamar Chase and Derek Carr, true. Uh, those two, these are recoupable, man. Like DeAndre Swift, where he's at, Rashad White, yeah. 207, extremely right. recoupable assets in start 10 lineup. And if you told me right now, Mike, that it's only Jamar Chase and Derek Carr for Patrick Mahomes, I don't think we have a single conversation about it, right? Right. right. That's, that's, I guess, where like if I narrow out the weeds – not that I don't want DeAndre Swift. Not that I don't want Rashad White. Not that I don't want 207. But in lineup start 10, if I'm talking about an anchor, I'll throw those in there. For, I mean, Mahomes is, is someone that in lineup start 10, I, I'm going to park him. He's one of the few guys I'm basically going to park. Like, you're just not, I'm not moving him. Um, unless you come with a godfather offer that's, you know, a top six quarterback plus legit assets coming my way. Mahomes is just going to stay in my staple of Superflex lineup. So, I agree with you. On paper, this is a lot to give up because we're already looking. Jamar Chase is another first-round startup. If we go back to our roots, Mike, right? We're talking 101 for, what's that, like the 107 to 110, somewhere in there? Right. right. Let's call it the 110. Um, and then Derek Carr is going to be, what, like a fourth or fifth? Mm-hmm. So you're talking one, you're moving back from 101 to 110, the fourth or fifth. But then everything after that, Mike, I'm talking, these are seventh-round or later startup picks. Right. Lineup start 10, I mean, I think we would even do that, though, just on the startup values, no? The chase part just makes it so tough, right? Like <laughs> because he's still a first-round top you seven. You change eight. that to Seeding Lamb, A.J. Brown, you know, one of those guys. Not that they're bad. Amon Ra. I'm in. Like, I'd take the Patrick Mahomes size. I'll give up, give up all the pieces. Jamar Chase is just kind of different, man. Him and Justin Jefferson are different. <clears throat> they're just different. It's, That's fair. Yeah, I mean, we talk about start 10 and how important it is to have quarterback. 
Well, another thing is just to set it and forget it. Super young, super productive wide receiver that good luck competing against him every single week. I mean, you you kind of saw it. I did something in the uh, last year. You know, I try out different strategies in these leagues, and I'm not afraid to go like super quarterback horde. Everybody knows I do that, but I did one last year where I went heavy wide receivers at him. Right? We we did it with the patrons. All the patrons are drafted running backs and quarterbacks. I'm sitting at the back end of the first, and what do I do? Just nothing but wide receivers, right? For like five straight rounds. That team was highly competitive but bad at the same time. And it was way too competitive for only having Ryan Tannehill at quarterback in Superflex. Literally the only quarterback I had. Yeah. But because I'm rolling out Jefferson and Chase and CeeDee Lamb and sure. DJ Moore and Traylon Burks and all these wide receivers week after week after week in the best ball, I'm in every single week that I'm playing somebody with a horrible quarterback as my only one. So sure. Chase is just kind of one of those guys when I look at it and I go, man, Patrick Mahomes is amazing and I want him. It's a lot when you put Chase in, and I'm with you, though. Like Chase and Carr, yes. Yeah, the other ones, it's not even that I'm a Swift guy or I'm a Rashad White guy or I'm a fan of the two. I know you're not a Rashad White guy. But you know how I am with stocks, man. Like, just <clears throat> give me a bunch of them. None of these are bad. None of these are horrible. Um, I think I could get by with the package, to be honest. Interesting. I, I, I'll say this. I think best ball and lineup make this different, though. Like, if this is a best ball league, okay. <laughs> you give me Derek Carr, yeah. Chase, all these assets. Man, I might I might try to see if I can get something else or more because it's my homes, but – I'm intrigued in best ball. Lineup start 10, because here's the thing. I'm I'm with you on Chase. I'm with you on these elite receivers. But I think that if I had to replace one or the other, it's going to be the elite receiver. I'd rather replace that than I would the elite quarterback because there are so few. I can I can probably that's reasonably fair. go by Amon Ra or some, some receiver that's still a top 15 type asset that will score well. Shoot, I could even buy DJ Moore if I had to uh, reasonably. You know, so somebody that's maybe not going to give you chase points. It's definitely not. But Patrick Mahomes is in his own damn tier. And here's the thing, too. If that's not Mahomes, I probably would stay. Like, if that was Herbert, I'd stay. But this is Mahomes. Right. You know, uh, to the second trade. Trevor Lawrence and Deontay Johnson, uh, as well as the 309 and the 408 are being acquired here. Sending away Geno Smith and the 104. So when you look at this, really you're talking about two quarterbacks, Geno and then whichever quarterback's left for you at 104, as well as T. Higgins and Tony Pollard. Um, so, Mike, really what you're seeing here, before I get your feedback on this one as well, you are sending away th – this is one interesting point. And I, I told this to country. I said, on paper, face value, I get what you're doing, and you're stacking the quarterback position – and lineup start 10, that's the first step of really having a solid team. But really the question is, and I saw his team, there are enough assets, I think, left in the bank. But the big problem with most people, and if you're watching this and it's not your trade, and you're like, man, I, I, can you afford, can most teams afford to send away Derek Carr, DeAndre Swift, Jamar Chase, Rashad White, 207, Geno Smith, 104, T. Higgins, and Tony Pollard? Probably the answer is no for most teams. Right. If you can do this, I get it. I know what you're doing. I, I understand the process, but a lot of assets to give up. So second trade, Mike, and then in totality, what do you think? Second one, I'm a little bit more on board. 
a um, little bit closer, right? Agreed. You drop down from that elite wide receiver. Um, the the problem, like I have with the second one, though, is just kind of like you said, man. You're, you're counting assets on the one side you're sending away, and I'm going, like, how do you get rid of nine assets on your team? Nine. Nine. And, and out, you out, get- outside of maybe Geno, depending on what you think of them, none of these are turds. Like, no. there's no turd burger in here either, right? No. No. Rashad White, as long as Mike, – Mike will tell you until he's blue in the face he hates him, but he's not a turd, you know? Like, there, there's no turds turd. in there. It's It's got to be tough, man. I'd be interested to see what the rest of the team looks like now. You know, you send away nine assets, you get three back. That's that's rough. I mean, I don't know how many teams can maybe that maybe three hundred nine can turn into something. You can't bank on four hundred eight at all. You probably can't bank on three hundred nine. You're you're lucky if you land that pick. Really, for right. keeping it real. Like, like, would you do this in a startup if you think about it? You want to go back to your roots, so you're picking at the one hundred eight. Okay, you're gonna trade away all the stuff on the top to get to the one hundred one. Yeah, you're trading away your one hundred eight for sure. Right, Chase, right. Chase, and all the extra pieces. Gotcha. Yep. So we're in a startup right now, man. You're, you want to go to the 101. You're trading away your first. You're trading away a fourth, you know, a seventh. Seventh, and ninth, and twelfth. Twelfth, right. All right. On the bottom side, you're going to go back into the first, probably in the top six. You're going to trade away a seventh in Geno, a fourth in T. Higgins, uh, what, fifth, sixth in Tony Pollard. And the 104 is going to be probably a third-round pick, to be honest, right, whoever right. that quarterback is. <clears throat> yep. And you get back, what's Deontay, like a six-rounder? Six, seven, seven. maybe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, here, here's what's You pretty much just gutted your entire, you know, first through yeah. eighth, ninth, and you got two first-rounders and a ninth back. You know what I mean? Like, that's – For sure. Now – That's tough. Here's what's interesting about that because – so. I, he, he this isn't a startup trade he made correct but right, right, we, right. we still think about it in the same way and honestly the way I look at it I think the way this is going to work for him is you know how you would make that work both ways is you're basically saying in this format I know that warp and everything says that the two elite quarterbacks drive this team and the eight pieces that I s- surround those two quarterbacks with like I want more than just those two. You're not going to just win with super flex quarterbacks, but it's easier to stockpile the other assets around them. So you get in your anchors. I think what's interesting though is, and if you did that in a startup, and I think what country is going to do is you're going to have to, you're probably slow playing this for a year, but you're sinking your teeth into these anchors. So next year, like you're going to keep setting your best lineup, see if it works. But if it doesn't, you see what's not being sent away is 24 pick, right? Like you have your twenty-four picks, the early second, the early first, to then add to the the bag here, and then if you are rebuilding in, in one year, Mike, we know these type assets: Swift, Rashad White, two hundred seven, Pollard. Dead. Yeah. Re- they're, they're they're replaceable though, but and you can buy windows of injuries and all kinds of stuff on those type of assets, running back and receivers. What's really hard to do is buy Patrick Mahomes because he gets hurt for the year, right? Like. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where the process is. I think that's what country's doing. And I'm not, I can't tell you, I can't see the future if it's going to work out. I understand it. I'm, I'm on board with it, but man, this is a, you're paying up to go get these quarterbacks. Like you're paying, <laughs> you're paying the brass tax, man. Right. I think if it was me, like I'm probably just doing one of these. I'm not doing both. Like, That's I what just, I was saying, but he was really wanting to lean into doing the both and, 
trying to, and here's the thing. It's your team. You want to experiment and you want to go for it. Go ahead. I just would have rather probably just had Mahomes and then had Higgins and the other pieces there. Right. And the tough part about this, right, is trying to break it down and and analyze it is the fact that everything you're saying about quarterbacks is a hundred percent true, man. It's hard to get the elite ones. Hey, maybe I just need to grow a set of balls, man. (laughs) That's my problem. It's like, I know it's hard to get them. And if they become available, you go get them period. And, and you I guess the rest out. I guess he, here's the thing too. When, this is hard for us probably a little bit because it's newer for us as far as like if I just really look at devaluing the running back position as a whole, right? And I'm going to buy these things cheap throughout the year. Like if I take Swift, Rashad White, 207 is going to be a running back, right? Um, and Tony Pollard out of the mix here. Not not saying that they don't have value, but if I don't look at them. With that same type of thing, I'm looking at these as like shelf lives of a year or two. If you're yeah. looking at the meat and potatoes of this deal, 104, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Derek Carr, no problem for me. The problem is, I think, and that's where in lineup start 10, the Pollard, the Swift, the Rashad White, the 207 make it look a lot worse than it probably is for replacing that position. I think my biggest problem is the fact T. Higgins just switched his number to five, so it means he's going to score like 8 billion fantasy points, to be honest, so. Analytics, man. Number analytics. It's just it's number lytics. Number lytics. All right. Um, blitzing buzzard on a deal here. Mike, curious your thoughts here because this is this is a league like we have one. So it's twelve team best ball start thirteen, but it's start a quarterback and there's two super flex spots. I would highly doubt that one of those quarterbacks falls to eight. Well, Will Levis is barely gonna fall to eight in regular super flex leagues. In right. start three quarterback leagues, he's not falling to 108. I think if he knows his league, like this is a pivot you made. I made one similar where I traded away the 106 where there's a pretty good opportunity that Will Levis falls to 106 for a right. lot of people. Right. But I got like the 201 back. And this, that's one where I'm split 50-50. It's a lineup league, not a best ball league. If it was a best ball league, I'd be even more intrigued like this one. Yep. Um, but because it's a lineup league – the hard time I have, Adam, is there's such a clear tear break for me in this draft at, at seven so far. The 201's a nice pick. I think I got like the 110 or the 111 back. Doesn't really matter which, but it was one of those later picks. I just wanted to diversify a little bit, man. I have so many picks in the top seven, and I did such a good job in the last couple months moving myself in position to get those picks, right? Moving up before people started becoming aware that I'm also divesting a little bit now. It's like I don't want to be too overexposed to all the Will Levis or all the Gibbs or all the JSN that I'm going to get at those spots. Like, let's break it up. Let's get a little more Addison. Let's get a little more QJ. Let's get a little more. Uh, we talked about it on 4D about uh, Charbonnet, right? Let me let me get some more Charbonnet exposure and stop being so turned off to it. So, in a best ball, if he knows his league, knows there's no shot of this quarterback falling to to eight with the two super flex spots plus starting a QE. Yeah. Trade back, get your assets, you know, get some more exposure at the 111, pick up a second in the future year. I like it. I would do that. This this is honestly Mike and I uh he he asked me ahead of time. I think he maybe it already made the trade. Um and I told him I'm like, "Listen, this, this is a process play." Simply put. Like okay, here's the thing. And I, and I said this. I said if if you really believe in Jordan Addison and he was on the clock here and that's your belief, like 111 and a 24 second isn't crazy even in best ball to go get your guy. Like if that's right. really your guy, 
But the reality is what? We don't we don't know what Jordan Addison is going to be. We don't know what QJ is going to be. Right. We don't know what Zay Flowers is going to be. Charbonnet is going to be. You trade back three spots, you get a pretty equivalent piece in Dynasty Superflex value, and you had this 24-second. And I know – see, these, these are little moves. These are like chess moves, right? Little pawn-type moves. You keep adding these. Mike, we just talked about that in the lineup league. This is best ball now. You know what 24 seconds can do for you? Either acquire – value which they will guarantee to do right maybe butters 104 sucks maybe butters 104 that's 24 203 right or your team's contending maybe let's say 111 and 108 are similar pieces your team's contending that 24 second now you go buy yourself the running back right you go buy yourself last year's isaiah pacheco at worst like you go do that in season all of a sudden 111 plus pacheco 111 plus miles sanders whatever it is that is going to be a move that gives you another piece in best ball, which is what we're all about doing. Right. And those seconds too. I mean, we just seen them in the last deal. Like sometimes you got to include those just to push it over the top. You know what I mean? Like if you got a Mahomes deal on the table, like I need a second. It's never a good feeling when the guy's like, I need another second and you don't have one. <laughs> so the it's worst. always good. To, it's Here, always good. To do, have, you, right? do you want my, you know, devalued receiver? Do you want my sky more? Like, no, he's right. not a second. Get out of here. You know? <laughs> So, right, I don't have a second because I interest you in this possibly shitty player in your mind. <laughs> yeah, and, and remember too, especially in season, the contender versus the rebuilder, a lot of times the contender has to overpay a little bit because the rebuilder is flexible. They don't have to take right. a trade, right? right? So you want to have those extra grease pieces. So uh, well done by Blitzing Buzzard there. Um, all right, 12 teams, super flex, best ball, two tight end. All right, Mike, you know, this is I'm not good. It. For those of you that know, if you know, you know, that's Zach, our, our boy Zach. Mike, it feels like one of two things. He wants us to tell him that his trade's not good, or he's pushing the limit on where is the breaking point on this? Because we have seen this type of trade so many times. For those podcasts that can't see, Zach is acquiring the 102 and sending away Kyler Murray. However, the big difference here is he's up tearing from Hollywood Brown to Drake London. Um, Mike and I are known Hollywood haters relative to the market. So curious, Mike, your thoughts here on the, on this one. I still hold the belief that Kyler Murray is over the 102, no matter who it is. No matter who it is. I, I actually I agree with you still. I'm, we're on the same page 100%. I would much rather have Kyler. The problem is Zach is conniving here, so he knows that if he sends away a receiver this is, this that I talk ma- shit about all the time. This is manipulative. This is manipulative. For a it? guy that I absolutely love, in my mind, I'm going to go, wow, what a massive up tier at wide receiver, which is 100% correct. Holy it is, shit. It is a massive up tier. And because it's a massive up tier, I want... I want Zach's side. I want I'm not good side. I want Drake London in the one on two. The manipulation and, and worked. He he did it. Damn it. He really did it. He found a way to break the system. All right. I wasn't expecting to have to agree with Zach on a trade because normally we don't. But honestly, Mike, see, I guess here here's the thing, right? I, I understand why people want to take 102 over Kyler. Like I understand it because it's this time of year. Everybody gets right. over over their skis on the rookies and what's sexy. And Kyler's got the ACL. He's not going to be good next year and all this stuff. There's fatigue with Kyler. I, I But I think that is, is bad process. 
at the elite quarterback position, right? So, so I get why people want to do that, but I'm not going to go for it. I'll take Kyler. But he, here's the big difference, and I guess this is ultimately what you believe in Hollywood Brown, probably. For me, the, the, the way that receivers are being valued by the way that the top 15 receivers like Drake Lennon undoubtedly is still, you can't, you can't deny how much different Drake Lennon and Hollywood Brown is. Right. So if I'm still staying in the top 15 range at quarterback with upside, also risk, but with upside, and I get to basically pivot off of a guy that I want to get off of for Drake London, damn. I think it's still actually kind of close, but I want Drake London. It is. Drake it London, is. I think, is is what makes this deal. It is. Man, I could press the button on it. Because Kyler's also not a, a certain sure quarterback, too, right? Right, 100%. I think it's, too, with the uh, like the Hollywood and the Drake London thing. Like I, I know if I overpay, <laughs> if I went out and sent offers in all my leagues and I overpaid on, on Hollywood Brown's market value, or I went out and I sent offers where I overpaid a little bit on Drake London's market value, I'm probably going to end up with like 75% Hollywood Brown and uh, I'd get a lot of no's from people like, nah, Drizzy's my guy, or I think he's worth more than that. You just wait and see what happens this year. There's all that sex with people around Drake London. A lot of it on Hollywood Brown is gone, right? He's just kind of in that flat tier of what's the difference between him and Cortland Sutton? Not a lot. Yeah. And you know what, um, too, Mike, let me just give you a, a quick one here. So, they're not that different on a key trade cut. If Stenzi side says Brandon Ayuk, I think we say no way. Right. Right. So I think I, it's just I, I think it's just a difference in which receiver. But 100%. I'll give you I'll give you a final thing. I, I think this is this is good in a couple different ways. Because now I think you can you could stay put, right? And possibly still win the trade. But I think Drake London is a great best ball teardown candidate where now you could be looking at two legit receivers. I mean you could probably get a Brandon Ayuk and a Terry McLaurin, a Brandon Ayuk and a Jerry Judy or something for a, a I would Drake say it's, it's probably pretty easy. You get two like Hollywood Brown types back. Just That's what I mean. Drake London. <laughs> you, you, you could get a Christian Kirk and a Calvin Ridley. You get a Christian Kirk and a Amari <laughs> yeah, Cooper, right? right? You can right. get deals like that done for Drake London. And then all of a sudden now I really want that side. And you could also, another thing you could really do here, why, why ultimately, see, I thought about this a lot before we talked about it, Mike. I'll give you one final piece on why I definitely want the top side, Zach side. You could also up-tier this. Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown aren't really doing shit for you at the quarterback room table. Right. 102 and Drake London gets you to a different level of discussion at the quarterback table, especially right. at best ball, right? You could end up moving this into Trevor Lawrence range. I honestly believe that. Right. I come to you I come to you and offer for your T Law or your Joe Burrow or your Justin Herbert, right? I offer you Kyler and Hollywood, you laugh at me like, nah, I'm good, man. Like, I, need clown. More than that. Clown. I come to you and I'm like, Hey, I'll give you Anthony Richardson or CJ Stroud and Drake London. You're like mm, Okay. Two for one? I can get on board with this. You yeah. know what I mean? And there's plenty of teams in best ball that need to tear down and would right. be willing to do it. So I think this could work both ways. I I actually like it. Um, I'm glad that Zach, you know, decided to get uh, something that made us say we'll take the other side. All right. Um, Young XPR, Prevera, 23-23. Drake Lennon, one for one, Travis Etienne. I don't think this one's that close. Easy money. Take Drizzy. I don't, don't Drizzy. even care. 
One for one, I don't even care what the, the settings say. It's for, for, what, for what it's worth, there's 12 teams start nine, super flex. One quarterback, best ball, lineup, start seven, start a million. It doesn't matter, right? Rewind to like seven months ago. <laughs> Go back and listen to our stuff. It'd be ETN over Drake London. We'd be on the opposite end of it. Look how far we've come, so buddy. Don't, so, you know, don't do listen that. to it or don't listen to it. Um, preferably don't, but yeah, we'll Drake just London. we'll save you the time. Don't do it. Uh, Young SPR, I wanted to put that one on there. Um, not a lot of time to your trade, but okay. So this is not a new patron, but the first time that uh, TWIGIWT is putting the trade in the trade show. 12-team Superflex start 11. He's going from rebuild to a contender, Mike. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of this, honestly. Um, I like this. He's getting Deshaun Watson in the 408. 408's whatever. A little grease piece just because. He's sending away Ramondre, Mike's boy Sam Howell, the 103 and the 112. Mike, start 11 lineup league? I mean, forget about it. Like, best ball, it's probably tougher for me in best ball. But in lineup, start 11, I'll I'll send these pieces, Sam Howell, Ramondre, 112. Like, they can go for sure. And 103 and Watson, such a different conversation for me. Watson has been a pretty big target for me, and it's not because I'm even like the biggest Deshaun Watson fan, but generally the other eight owners of the top nine quarterbacks usually tell you no. And Watson seems like he's one of the most attainable out of that group. Um, You know, maybe you can get some fields, but it's really hard to get a Trevor Lawrence. It's really hard to get a Burrow, a Herbert, you know, Allen Mahomes hurts, obviously. Watson's yeah. probably the most easily attainable. Like, I think I send this out to everyone in the top nine, <laughs> and I would save, like, Watson and Fields and Lamar, like, those guys for last. Right. I start at the top, and I just keep working my way down. But if this is what I ended up with, like, I still feel good about it. I still want one of those guys <clears throat> desperately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with you. Sam Howe could just be a whatever. I mean, he might not even have a job here in a couple weeks if the – Commanders trade for Lamar or whatever they end up deciding to do. But Ramondre, kind of a big sell for us. The 112, not as sexy as we thought it was going to be. We talked about that one earlier. And the 103, your second choice at quarterback or Deshaun Watson? Like, I'll give you all these grease pieces for, you mean, have fun with with CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. Like I like those guys too, but you have fun with them. I'm going to move up. I'm going to get the guy that I know is locked in at the top nine. Yeah. 103 is kind of tough because, and it's another reason I still kind of like the pick. It's either one of three people, Bijan, CJ Stroud or a rich. So like, you don't know what you're going to get. It's still kind of mystery box because we're going to pencil in CJ Stroud, but what if it is a rich, you know, like that's the part that I think makes it tough. Um, honestly, but I, I'll forego all that. Like I'll forego that big mystery box and you can have my Sam Howell. You can have my Ramondre. You can have my one twelve. Give me Deshaun Watson start 11 lineup. Like, right. And if they, he's they just, trying to go to, he's trying to go to a contender, listen, man. You don't want to be starting it. a rookie. You don't want to be starting a rookie quarterback. If you're trying to contend, it's probably not the greatest thing ever. Like you can get by as your QB two. You sure. sure as hell don't want to rely on your QB one because they get up and down like crazy. Yeah, and I think I think that's another good point. Like you, one hundred three at quarterback two or quarterback three contender. Love that. Fine with that. If 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 Watson is your, you need a staple quarterback in a, in a lineup league. You got to go do it. 
You know what I mean? Like right. you, you need right. to have an anchor legit. If you, it's going back to that country trade. You don't necessarily have to have two elite ones, but if you don't have one elite one, lineup start eleven is tough. You know what I mean? If you're just putting out the dog shit or the mid range, it's, t- you it's gotta tough. You got to get really lucky, man. You got to hit on Gino and and Daniel Jones and Jared Goff. <laughs> and you don't want to be the guy that has to get that lucky because almost none of us are that lucky. So. How the hell did this one happen? Mike, uh, we always do, you know, a new patron. And I love it. He comes in swinging. I mean, listen, if you're going to be a new patron and come in here, D-Rec wrecked. I mean, Mike, last year, maybe we say we think about this. Maybe. maybe. I'll tell you right now, this is, like, I'm looking to see where, like, you know how we, we saw the text just scroll? I'm looking to see <laughs> what's going to scroll on the send side, like, What's added to re- this is insane. Yeah, it's nuts. I, honestly, so, like, let me ask you this, and, and this is another point of why me and you are a little different on Bijan. Well, but if this D- is Bijan Robinson, you're taking you're taking Fields too, right? D Rec, it's Justin Fields. He sent away Brees Hall. For yeah. those of you listening Sorry. on podcast, Sorry that's okay. Podcast. That's okay. We got to throw that in there. Got yes, Adam. Even if this is Bijan Robinson, I still want Justin Fields. Twelve team super flex PPR start nine lineup. It doesn't matter the format other than one QB, Adam. If this is a one, one QB, QB league, I want Brees Hall. Brees Hall, no question about it. We're clowning D-Rec. Sure. <laughs> Any super flex league, man? Stop Even it. a 10-team? A 10-team super Stop it. Okay. All right. Because Fields is – in 10-team, you still want the elite ones. So, yes, yeah, stop right. it. There's no, there's no scenario. None. There's, there's no running back in existence right now. This would need to be <laughs> – Elite receiver, not elite running back. Like it would need to be C.D. Lamb, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. I don't even think it'd be C.D. Lamb. It need to be. I guess it. I, I guess if like prime Ladanian Tomlinson was coming out right now and playing, and isn't that Bijan? Workloaded touch. Isn't that Bijan? We hope he could even get seventy percent of the workload LT got in his. Prime, Mike, man. will you say that again? Because I think everyone wants to hear you say that again. I love Bijan. He's awesome. So do I. So do I. But he ain't getting the workload that Prime LT in the mid 2000s was getting. That's because no one ever got that. There's like one running back right now within the last couple years that even gets that kind of workload, and that's Saquon Barkley. Like, (coughs) even how good Derrick Henry is, his ass is still getting pulled on third downs. Saquon is about the only one. And it pisses you off when Matt Breida gets it. (laughs) There ain't nobody getting that kind of workload that we used to glorify back in the, the 2000s. Those days are done. I don't think they're ever coming back at him. I don't think they are. Justin Fields all day, man. Start nine lineup, super flex, 12 team. Everything screams. Take the quarterback. Nobody, nobody, nobody. I don't, I don't even think Brees Hall himself in a startup draft in a 12 team super flex league would take him, himself in the first round before he took Justin Fields. It's just. Come on. There's just he knows his ADP. He's dope as shit. He's awesome. I love him. He's like, nah, man. I need one of these top eight, top nine quarterbacks. I gotta compete here. Well, well uh, you know, Mike's getting ready to leave um, the country, essentially to go on a boat. But we're gonna go to his Philly roots. There, there's levels to this shit, and um, you know, <laughs> the levels for running back getting to quarterback they don't exist. All right, right. we we you know a young, you know, naive excited version of ourselves tried to tell you that that's not the case it there's no running back period that gets to the top eight quarterbacks so justin fields for us is in that conversation unless you are completely out of the justin fields business 
there's really not that many skill players, period, that get to him, let alone a running back that is coming off an ACL injury in year two. So There should be zero skill players. I don't there, know if that's there, hot take here or not, but there should be I'm, zero. I'm with you, but I, I think market already tells you Jefferson and Chase are in the range of fields, right? I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna go test that one now. Now that we're talking about it, I'm going out when I'm sitting in the airport, waiting for my flights. In between I, every team that I have Jefferson or Chase out, I'm sending them straight up for fields. We'll see if it happens. I love what I'm hearing. I'm also um, loving this trade show. Uh, we got nine deals to you. Uh, ho- hope you enjoyed these. Hope they were actionable, or at least. If they weren't your trades that you were able to take some things away from them, let us know in the comments. If you're still here, let us know in the comments. Justin Fields or Jamar Chase? Justin Fields or Justin Jefferson? Which Justin do you want? I want to hear it in the comments. Please let us know um, because I know we're Justin Fields, Team Justin Fields. But I would love to get your feedback. Uh, Once again, uh, as you saw, D-Rec wrecked his league, um, sending away a running back for a top eight quarterback in Superflex. If you want your deals featured on this show, patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. Uh, go to the Shithead Trades channel for a dollar a month. You can be featured on this show. Uh, when Mike gets back, he's going to be in for a treat because we're going to be doing, you know, basically a long version. We're going to be recording more than one episode of the uh, the trade show. Yeah, we're going to be doing two two trade shows a week when he gets back from his trip. So we'll let Mike get all excited, drink all the margaritas he wants. The, the beard will be a little longer, so it'll be more, you know, like the old days for all, for those of you <laughs> that are used to that, that beard and that, that tan game. So um, we got that coming to you. Also, Mike, you want to go ahead and plug the underdog. It, it, listen, man. Yeah, make sure you check it out. We're going to be doing that, man. Go down into the description. The links will be down there. Podcast, YouTube, doesn't matter. But use our code 40 Chess. I can't stress it enough how awesome Underdog is. I'm pretty excited, Adam, during my travels here. I'm going to have some downtime, and I'm going to be in some more uh, sophisticated states. <laughs> sophisticated, more open states for a while. So uh, during that time, I definitely will be hammering some best ball drafts on Underdog. But go sign up. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. And the best part of it is if you deposit $10, you get a free year in the Destination Devi Discord where Adam and I started, where we still hang out, we still talk strategy, as well as everybody at Destination Devi. The whole content creation team is over there. And guess what? We got some great tools to help you take down some of these best ball drafts and win you some money factual factual stuff right there uh yeah you also get a free year into the destination debbie discord so do yourself a favor win some money get some free money along the way uh get prepared for your best ball drafts this you know redraft stuff but it's even gonna it's even gonna help you with the you know dynasty stuff that we're gonna put to you we have all the tools that you need um and getting access to the destination debbie crew honestly can't stress that enough uh this entire show isn't here without that so priceless make sure you do priceless i love that make sure you're doing all those things i think that's all i got mike anything else that's all i got too buddy i'm gonna miss you guys while i'm gone but trust me i will drink some margaritas just for you each and every one of you i will try all 1300 subscribers i'll try to have 1300 margaritas down by the time i get back here I, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to challenge him on that too because I've seen I've seen the man drink. I've seen how he gets down. Um, I know he's on a you know all inclusive type deal, so 
once they're paid for and it's free, uh, I, I don't want to get in his way. As you've, seen, <laughs> as you've seen on the trade show, you don't want to get in his way when he has something on his mind. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this. Hope you guys are having a great weekend. We will see you back here, same time, same place, next week on the Dynasty Trade Show with a guest. One time until Mike gets back. Uh, wish him luck on his trip. Until then, we will see you next time. We're out of this thing. Peace. Peace. <laughs>